2: As with Candy Myers, Inspector Lansing, and a party of Scotland Yard men, he stands in a half-water-filled diving bell a mile beneath the surface of the sea, when suddenly it begins to move downward again.
1: Hey, we're moving again. Quiet, Candy. Don't let the men in the undersea's kingdom know there's any sign of life up here. Well, what's the idea, Ken? They're taking the bell down because they think it's filled with water and that we've drowned. I get it. And when we get down there, we give them mm. what for, eh? Right? right, Inspector. Now, get set for action.
0: Today, gang, I want to tell you something about scapegoating, which may be described as the art of making someone or something to blame so that the real culprit may go free. This idea began way back in the days of primitive civilization and worked something like this. Let's say an epidemic of cholera broke out in a tribe where sanitation and medical science were totally lacking. As usual, in cases like this, the people turned to the medicine men, They, in turn, lacking in the knowledge necessary to treat the disease, must think of something that will not reveal their helplessness. So they decide that angry, evil demons have cursed the people with an evil plague, and they swing into action. Drums begin to beat out a monotonous rhythm. The priests parade and dance wildly as they chant... Then they pull their prize stunt. They seize a young goat and, painting it red, proceed to drive it around the village, chanting and screaming as they run, in the hope that by so doing, they will drive the cholera demons into the body of the unfortunate goat and thus save themselves from death. Finally, the terrified animal, pelted with stones, dies of multiple wounds and exhaustion. And the people, stupidly, believe that they are now forever rid of the disease. That gang is the origin of scapegoating the attempt of an ignorant people to load their troubles on an innocent creature. Silly, isn't it? Of course it is. And yet that same ridiculous business of scapegoating is practiced today all over the world where human beings are the goats. You don't believe it? Well, just wait. In a little while, I'll tell you more.
2: And now... The Adventures of Superman. After tricking the inmates of a fantastic undersea hideout for wanted criminals into sending their ingenious diving bell to the surface, Clark Kent, Candy Myers, and a group of Scotland Yard men headed by Inspector Lansing climbed in and gave the signal to be drawn down. But tipped off by one of their number who had come up with the bell, the criminals waited until it was halfway down, a mile under the surface then stopped it and opened the hatch to let in the sea so that Kent and his party would be drowned. In the resulting confusion, Kent managed to go into action, and as Superman forced the hatch closed. Now confident that all those in the diving bell are dead, the criminals are bringing it back down to their hideout under the ocean floor.
1: How long does it take for this tin can to reach the bottom? Yeah, not long. We're almost there now, Candy. I say, old oh, man. Please, Inspector, keep your voice down. Yeah. We want to make like we're dead. See, yeah, yeah, of course, sorry. What happens when we hit the bottom, I wonder? The bell slips into a lock built into the roof of the Undersea's kingdom. When it's in all the way, a watertight seal is created. Then the bottom opens, and there you are. Extraordinarily ingenious, what, sir? And it is. how? Say, how do you know all this, Kent? Huh? Some more of that X-ray vision stuff you were giving us once? Why, yes, Candy. Oh, now look. I would. What was that? We've hit the bottom. Bell sliding into its lock. Oh, boy, it won't be long now. Oh, quiet, everybody. Don't want to spoil the surprise. Oh, baby, and what a surprise this is going to be.
2: Slowly, the bottom of the huge steel bell yawns open, and as the occupants hold onto a handrail, the water pours out. Then, even before the drainage is complete, Candy Myers releases his hold and drops into a high, stone-walled, and stone-floored room mysteriously illuminated with an eerie glow. He is closely followed by Inspector Lansing and his men, and Kent arrives a split second later to find them staring in amazement at the empty chamber.
1: Hey, there's nobody here. My word, this is strange. Ah, I guess we don't rate a reception committee. Well, they must be around someplace, so let's go get them. Oh, wait. <coughs> I think I know... Kent, my... What's the matter, Inspector? I, I don't know. I... Hey, what... <laughs> what? What What's the matter I'm with all of you? Uh, I, I don't what know. I feel usually <coughs> queer. I... Inspector. <coughs> can <coughs> I... I... Uh, Great right, Scott, they've both passed out. The others are dropping like flies, too. I wonder what... Uh-oh. I know now. Those rats turned off the air in here. It's beginning to get me, too. Well, this is a job for Superman. And it had better be done soon. Or it'll be too late.
2: Breathing with great difficulty in the airless atmosphere of the underground chamber, Superman strips off his street clothes. Then working against time as his lungs strain for the absent oxygen, he throws himself again and again at a heavy open door. Uh.
0: Ah. Not much time
1: strength left. I gotta do it this time. No! Uh. Uh, who, who's that? He's busting down the door. All right, boys, your party's over. Put down those guns. Oh, listen, him. Let him have it. Oh, give it to him. Don't waste your ammunition. Hey, look at the, the, the bullets. Are the not. Bullets are All not. The bullets All right, you've had your fun. Now it's my turn. Oh, then, him. Yeah, come on. Oh, you want to play, huh? All right, let's go. One. Two little. Three little gun. Four Five little. Six little murderers. In case any of us, uh, I mean, any of you were still alive, they shut off the air in that entrance chamber and locked themselves in here. The rats. Uh, but they certainly seemed to have got what was coming to them. And how? What a going over you gave those babies, Superman. I'm sorry I missed it. Oh, so my. By the way, old oh boy, how did you happen to get here? just on time, too. Well, uh... huh, that's the question he never answers, Inspector. <laughs> so don't bother to. Hey. Where's Kent? Oh, don't worry about him. He's around somewhere. Good. And now that we've got these chaps trussed up, I suggest we proceed to find Higginson and Sir Alfred. Oh, wait. There, there's a man coming toward us. Uh-oh. Another one of those crooks. Get your hands up, you. Uh, put, put your gun down, my head. What? That's Sir Alfred uh, Hello, you chap. Hello, Sir Alfred. Good to see you again. How are you, sir? Oh, splendid,
0: old man. Splendid. Oh, it's quite a treat to see you again, Inspector. Particularly when I had rather given up hope of ever regaining freedom, you know.
1: We're all happy to have been able to arrange this rescue. By the way, may I present Mr. Candy Myers, an American private detective who's responsible for finding the clues that led us here? Uh, Hi, uh, glad to know you, Your uh, Your Lordship. My pleasure, Mr. Myers, I assure you. I can't tell you how grateful I am for all you've done. Ah, uh, Superman's the guy you really owe the thanks to, if any. If not for him, we'd all be dead <coughs> pigeons by now. Oh, quite right, old man. Sir Alfred, I'd like you to meet... I, I say, where is Superman? Oh, he's done his quick fade-out act again. <laughs> well, that's just like him. Uh, By the way, what about John Higginson? Where is he?
0: Poor John's a bit under the weather. You see, he was forced to install the air system here, and when they ordered him to turn it off in the reception chamber so that they could make certain you were not alive, he refused. So they gave him the works, huh? Yes, that's about it. Well, they'll get theirs. What's up,
1: Candy? Oh, Chad, where have you been? Oh, looking around. Hey, I see the undersea's kingdom gang is nicely trussed up. Yes, thanks to Superman. Wow. Who is this
0: gentleman, Inspector? Oh,
1: I'm sorry. <clears throat> Sir Alfred Mogridge, this is Clark Kent, an American newspaper man. He had much to do with helping us track down this place. Happy to meet
0: you, Sir Alfred. I'm delighted, Mr. Kent. Uh, would the rest of your chaps get have a look at this place?
1: Well, that must wait until I see to the loading of these criminals into the diving bell. You know, for the trip up. Yeah, I'd better give you and your men a hand with that, Inspector. We can look around later. There's no mm-hmm. hurry. You chaps run along.
0: Kent and I will go on to see Higginson. Very well.
1: Come along, Myers. Huh? Get behind you, Inspector.
0: Mr. Kent, I can't begin to tell you what it means to me and to Higginson, too, to have been found. I can well imagine, Sir Alfred. Now, if you'll come with me.
1: Hey, Kent! Hey, Kent!
0: oh now what?
1: Hey, Kent! Come here, quick! Sounds a bit trouble. What's up, Candy? The, the diving pedal. Well, well, what about it, it? it? It's gone. Gone? Yeah. Gone. The lock is empty.
2: For a brief moment, Clark Kent stares unbelievingly at Candy Myers. Then, galvanizing into action, he rushes out to where a moment before the steel diving bell had rested and sees only an empty lock. What happens now? We'll know in a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode. So, stand by.
0: A little while ago, gang, I told you that scapegoating is the attempt of ignorant people to blame all their troubles on some innocent creature. And I showed you how this was first done among primitive tribes. But today, scapegoating is far more serious and far more brutal because it involves not goats, but human beings. You see, way back in ancient times, wicked rulers discovered they could fool the people and keep themselves in power by using the primitive idea of scapegoating. That is, blaming all the people's troubles on innocent groups. So it was that Nero, when he was emperor of ancient Rome, made the first Christians his scapegoats when, after setting fire to the city of Rome, he said the Christians did it. Then while the furious people murdered the innocent Christians, the real criminal, Nero, sat tight and went on oppressing the Romans. Using the same vicious trickery, Hitler fooled the German people by blaming all their troubles on one group after another. First, those of the Jewish religion were his scapegoats, then leaders of the Catholic and Protestant churches. And the German people made the fatal mistake of swallowing Hitler's lie, a mistake resulting in the wrecking of Germany. Now, history proves that scapegoating always boomerangs and hurts most the people who fall for it. Just as the destruction of a goat by the primitive tribe didn't get rid of a plague, so killing the Christians didn't save the Romans from Nero's tyranny. And attacking religions didn't save the Germans from the madness of Hitler. So be on the alert against scapegoating. Don't swallow rumors and accusations against other people without first questioning the truth. Remember, blaming the other fellow for your own troubles is like shooting off a faulty gun. It always backfires. <laughs>
2: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the underseas kingdom, two miles below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean, Clark, Kent, Candy Myers, and Inspector Lansing have just discovered that the huge steel diving bell, only means of entering or leaving the fantastic submarine hideout, is gone. You
1: see, Kent, it's gone. Listen, do you hear a motor hum? Yes. That means it's on its way up. How did it get away? Who took it out? One of the criminals who wasn't with the others when I... Uh, wh- when Superman knocked them out. The bounder. Of... Oh, wait a minute. The controls are down here. That's right. We can reverse the motors and bring it... Don't waste your time, coppers. Ah, who's that? It's the man in the diving bell. That's right. Don't bother reversing the motors. Because
2: if you do, I'll cut the cables and shoot to the top anyhow. He's
1: right. He can do that. Oh, he's bluffing. He won't do it. Oh, no. Try me and See? And if you force me to cut the cables, you guys are stuck down there forever. I would. Yeah, and if we don't stop him, he'll get to the top point a gun at our seaplane pilot and make him take off. That's right, by Joe. That would, that would leave us stranded, too. But good. Also, there's no guarantee that he won't cut the cables anyhow as soon as he gets to the top. Jump Jemima, I never thought of that. So now it looks as if... Either way, we're trapped. <laughs>
2: Yes, gang, it looks as if this time fate has dealt our friends a mortal blow. Because even though Superman can save himself by tearing his way out through the rock walls of the kingdom under the sea, how can he manage to save the others from certain death by drowning? Tomorrow's episode tells a dramatic story filled with suspense and packed with action, so don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for the concluding chapter of Kingdom Under the Sea on The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.